Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food production and food consumption. And we could not possibly think about doing it on a Monday without the stellar Hank Vogler, White Pine County, Nevada. So you got a big party coming Howdy. up this weekend. Out here, huh? Well, yeah, and ground zero. I mean, the absolute line is drawn right over the Rock House, which is four miles south of my house, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to come and view it, it's your property. Uh, <clears throat> the lovely and talented Southern Nevada Water Authority, a state agency, they have trespassing signs up, but oh, well, it's your property. Uh, I'd suggest that all 100,000 of you go down there and leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's fill in the gaps. You have a, a lunar eclipse coming? Yes, and and it's this time it's is right, it lunar? well, just four miles south of my house. Huh? It's not lunar, is it? Uh, lunar I'm would... not into eclipse. Well, lunar would be the the moon eclipse, I think. This is the sun. Well, it's supposed to go dark. Yeah, right. That's. I don't think that's a lunar eclipse, is it? I'm gonna have to cheat. Go ahead. Well, what what is it's about? What it has to be, isn't it? I mean, uh, the the moon goes in front of the sun, and and uh, or something. It lines up, and and so it goes dark. Yeah, it's you're right. Correct. I stand corrected. This says it's because if the sun October went to the moon, 14th. it wouldn't go dark. Yeah. Yeah, but I was thinking of a planet passing in front of the moon at night and doing kind of the same thing with the planet, but correct. A lunar eclipse would be the moon in front of the sun, which you're gonna have on Saturday. So what is so people can put this into their GPS. What is your address again? Uh, loop city nebraska <laughs> don't laugh you know the last one went over at loop city nebraska in fact hazard was in the path <laughs> well but anyhow i had a lovely I mean, time <laughs> people were sitting in my lawn and we were uh, actually drinking a beer waiting for the lunar eclipse to take place Nine o'clock in the morning. The yeah, artist is coming by. Can you get special dispensation to start knocking them down that early? If you're going to drink all day, you got to start in the morning. Dang right. Uh, Billy Freeman. Uh, yes, sir. I went to his wake about eight years before he passed away. And all I can tell you <laughs> is that cancer will, cancer will not live in vodka and cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> or Ivamec. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. No, yeah. I, I'm I'm serious. I had another medical doctor tell me again this week. Now, because we're doing a benefit for Breck and Tierney, a five-year-old who is going at this moment from Broken Bow, Nebraska, going through cancer treatments for leukemia. And uh, I was talking to, well, my guest on Friday's Rural Route, Dr. Lee Merritt. And she said, you know, Trent, you got to make sure that girl gets on Ivermec. Lee is telling me that uh, 
we are now determining that all disease, all disease is carried by parasites. And the reason that ivermectin is effective against COVID, it's effective against a common cold, it's effective against cancer, is because you use ivermectin, you kill the parasites, you live healthier. I'll be darned. If it's that simple, yeah. Hank, you think about the debacle that we've that the medical community and the powers that be have allowed us to live in. Well, and think about how much jingle will be not in their genes. There will be no Beamer payments. There will be no Lexus. There, you know, uh, be <laughs> I'm no not going to think Benz. about how much jingle will not be in their genes. That's not what I'm going to think about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you. I know, you know but you my... could phrase it differently. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All I can tell you is, Mr. Luce, I have never been more worried, more upset, more afraid. I do not know which way to jump. I, I am, I'm beside myself. Okay, I already know this you know, is a fairy tale, but go ahead. Oh, I beg your pardon. You, <laughs> do you think I fluff up stories or something? <laughs> I think that anytime you start with you've never been more afraid that what's about to follow is bovine fecal matter. But go ahead. Okay. Well, okay, they're grilling uh, the Donald over him going into the bank and looking them right in the eye and telling them stuff. Now, nobody got hurt. They all got paid back. But for 50-some years, I, I've done – I mean, I'm next. They're going to come and arrest me next. I, I, I don't know how many times I've looked them right in the eye, fluffed up valuations, trying to survive. Mm -hmm. uh, out on that cutting edge of, of uh, fairy tale and truthfulness. And, uh, you know, some of the times when things were really bad, uh, my mom would have washed my mouth out with soap for telling the tales that I've told the bankers. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's called uh, horse trading. You know, the old horse trader that come by and says, this is a buyer's nine. And, 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 uh, oh, heck, he won't, you know, he's, he's, look how slow he walks. He, he'll never hurt you. I mean, uh, how about a used car salesman? Don't they fluff up a story on the value of something? Uh, don't, don't, don't people who sell medicine fluff up stories? But because he's running for president again, whether you like him or not, I mean, I cannot believe, uh, the great abyss this entire country seems to want to fall is basically capitalism buyers and sellers uh true sales or auctions where when they drop the hammer that's what the value is that somebody put on it when they said i'll take it at that price and if the banker says i'll loan you the money there's no guarantee look at the money that that uh, bankman freed went through i mean yeah, he's in trouble, but he should be in trouble. That's fraud. Ponzi schemes are fraud. But going into a banker and and saying that I, this is the value that I have on my property, the bank will not loan you 100% on your property. It's debt and equity. The debt is all yours. And when the equity gets too small, the banker comes and says, bring your dolls and dishes to town. You're the guy taking the chance. I, I mean, I'm just... I cannot believe the, the common sense, the lock, lack of common sense 
just based on because you don't like him. Okay, I quit. Just for the record, not debate. Uh, I believe it's all staged, and you'll see something more egregious very in the very near future. Wouldn't be surprised. But okay, uh, then let's look at the other side of the street and see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, we left how many billion dollars worth of weapons in Afghanistan? They're now uh, in uh, Gaza Strip. Uh, they're killing people back and forth there over religion. Well, we've been fighting over religion ever since man invented their own God. There's only one God. Even the Native Americans had a God, the Great Spirit. They may have had a different uh, attitude and a different way of looking at it, but they all believed in a deity. Now, the people that are supporting the Muslims, and I'm sure they're good Muslims, but there are also radical Muslims. It's a, a woman has about as much uh, value and and as a goat, and these people want to back this kind of a religion. The head of Iran, all he can say is death to America, death to Israel, over religion. You know, my God is all-seeing, all-divine, all-wonderful, all-forgiving, all-loving, and I'm going to kill you because you don't believe in him or it or whatever. I mean, come on. <laughs> what? This is a this is the screwiest bunch of stuff I've ever seen. And if it's and I'm sure it's all states for power. It is. Uh, we I believe it's totally tied to your Trump story up. too, and and the Ukraine. I don't think any of them are separate. <clears throat> but I also think my clock Probably says not. I got to go to a break. I'll be back with more Hank Bogler after this. Let's talk about beef in particular, tender beef, and the most tender beef on the planet comes from Piedmontese cattle. You can have this delivered directly to your house. You do not need to go anywhere. Go to cpbeef.com. You'll find out if you go there that there are many options beyond just the beef if you want a diversification. Yeah, every once in a while you need to diversify, but if you want to experience tender beef like you've never had before, and that's because of the genetics. The Piedmontese cattle come from the Piedmont region of Italy, they're what we call double-muscled cattle. They perform extremely well. Their calving ease is tremendous. And most importantly for you, the consumer, the dining experience is second to none, to be quite frank. Get more details and have it delivered to your place at cpbeef.com. The Piedmontese cattle will also be on display at the National Western. Each of the breeds have a niche. Nationalwestern.com. See you in January in Denver. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis, alongside Hank Vogler, who is going to give his wife the time of her life on her anniversary this year and make his way to Brush, Colorado and spend the weekend with us. October 28th, in case you're uh, lost the date. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. 11 to 2, High Plains Cattle Supply. That's going to be the last one of seven in the tour and i gotta tell you the uh the frenzy at every stop hank we're covering seven states 1850 miles in seven days and it it's just gonna be i think you really ought to treat her and just run with us the whole time <laughs> uh, would you like me to wake her up and have her and i could have her come in and she could say sunni shinzawa yeah yeah, that'd be good. Which, 
<laughs> you want to do it now or in the second half? Uh, probably <laughs> right before I get my head beat in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the translation of that is when you open your mouth, the BS flows. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how, so, I mean, what you're bringing up, though, is it, it's still the topic of the day for me. There's so much information, so much misinformation. You try to have the, the proper level of discernment, and you have no nowhere to go anchor it. You, you only Well, you do, and that's what they keep trying to move you away from, and you're anchoring it in White Pine County. I'm anchoring it in Sherman County. You have to stay anchored to two things, what's important to your family and your faith in God. Those are the only two things you really yep. know. Everything else you just try to figure out. And if I remember one of the reasons that a whole bunch of folks came over here and invaded my country, after all, this is indigenous human being day, even though it's not correct, Columbus Day, uh, they were leaving Europe for religious freedom. And one of the things that the United States of America has always been founded on is you there is no state religion, but we have the state religion now. We have a federal religion. It's called climate change, and we have people lined up across the street with it. I, I mean, uh, it's it's uh, the the erosion is always the same. A rich man's war and a poor man's fight. I've heard that one all my life, and it's the same thing. We get the populace stirred up on this side of the issue, the populace stirred up on that side of the issue, and and before long it festers, uh, false information, whatever it amounts to, and and the fight's on. It's just, and it's a it's a never ending cycle, and it just keeps going and going and going, and it will not solve the world's problems, but it will keep people in power that uh, probably shouldn't be. Uh, on a playground near children, but, but they know probably about they that. So, <laughs> uh, so isn't just correct me. Cause you know, I'm trying to figure out my lunar eclipses and Columbus day all at the same time. Columbus day is officially October 12th, but the government chooses to celebrate it or pretend not to celebrate it on this Monday. Correct. Yes. That this, is this today. being Monday. So if you have some stuff to do on the federal lands, you better get out there because they're all home praying to the, uh, the the God of trees or something. <laughs> so there's, or some, whatever it is. Uh, there's something there burning under my skin that I want to talk about because um, once again this weekend, I see two things aside from all of the Israel stuff. It's reported, being reported, or actually not being reported, but buzzing about that Bill Gates has purchased another small track in North Dakota, roughly 400 acres. And every time they talk about Bill Gates, they call him the largest landowner in the United States. And I can't get my mind around this because I go look at the rank of land ownership. Bill Gates is 51st at 270,000 acres. And, and they're trying to make this out. They being whoever keeps printing these stories is trying to make this out that this is just an atrocity. Why would any one individual own 270,000 acres? We have people 
like John McGlone, who owns 3 million acres in Colorado, and Ted Turner's over a million acres. And the federal government owns one in three acres. Now, that's not... 70 million acres, isn't it? Or is it yeah, more than that? Correct. No, it is. No, isn't it? It's, it's 340, I think. 340 million. Well, 300 million. This is round it. This is cowboy math. This is like we're going to go to the bank and we got 300 million acres there on our, in our assets. Why do they continue to try to make it sound like Bill Gates is the largest landowner in the United States? And two, the real question from a North Dakota perspective is not how much land does Bill Gates own, but the fact that he owns any is a violation of the Century Code, which is in the North Dakota statute. And Drew Regley, the attorney general two years ago, made a ruling when Bill Gates Trust, Red River Trust, purchased a 1.3, no, excuse me, a 13 million acre or 13 million dollar transaction in North Dakota from the Campbell Farms. And the attorney general ruled that this is not a violation of the Century Code. The Century Code clearly says that if you are, you can be a corporation and own land as a family corporation, but you must live and operate the land yourself. Do you see Bill Gates out there driving a tractor around the potato patch? Uh, is this multiple choice? <laughs> no he's, he's such a skinny little worm I don't know that he'd have enough strength to crawl up in a tractor no, or get the door open insects and it's a fake fungi that's growing in a lab but uh, still the point is and it ties into everything we're talking about here because the point is this Hank there's two sets of rules there's a set of rules for the peasants like you and I, and there's a set of rules for Bill Gates and, and Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and everybody else. That's what has to end. This treatment of people in two different yep. ways, depending on who you are, what your wealth is, and who you screwed last. Well, I mean, I I know I've talked about this for more than a, a decade. Southern Nevada Water Authority is a water company. Their charter is to procure water and take care of water in Clark County, Nevada, i.e. Las Vegas. They are in conspiracy with four other water companies in the same area whose charter is the same thing, water. Not running ranches, not running BLM permits, and the Forest Service specifically says no federal, state, or county agency can operate a forced permit the blm says you have to be a citizen or have applied for citizenship and if you are a corporation you go back and refer back to a and b and the judge the administrative law judge has already ruled some squiggly wiggly thing that it's okay well no it's not and i don't think it's okay to trash on your neighbors i don't think it's be able to bully the blm Forest Service or anybody else that you want and, and get away with it because you're uh, all powerful and all good. And I mean, it's just, no, it is not what our country was founded on. It's just not there. So $300,000 later, <laughs> you know, you can't swim halfway across the lake, get tired and swim back. So, okay. Um, yeah. Your and story, still, your still story. No chance to, uh, 
about Southern Nevada Water Authority is just the perfect example. And once again, you're ahead of your time showing how certain people get favors. And and the yep. other thing that I need to say yep. good job to before we run out of time is that the federal government owns 227 million acres. I fact-checked you. You're spot on. Well, so that's what would you, my job. You know. What would you like for a, uh, for a prize? Uh, how about another pay raise? How about an all-expense-paid trip to Brush, Colorado on October 28th to spend time with us regaining control for the farmer? How about that? Did Brian Thompson call you? 98% of all. Uh, not lately. Okay. 98% of all what? 98% of all corporate farms. All corporate farms are family farms trying to keep them being taken away by the federal government through inheritance tax. Are you now standing up for Bill Gates? He's not a family corporation. Family farm. Roll route. Second half. Hank Wilgler. Uh, After this. Let's talk about sprayer technology, particularly spraying your fields to control pests, you know, weeds and insects. I had the opportunity to sit in one of the new Apache sprayers at both Husker Harvest Days and at the Farm Progress Show. And the technology just... It's just about where they drive themselves. You still need to be there. You can use guidance systems. Who wouldn't use a guidance system, particularly when applying chemical? But the brake power has improved. The overall hydrostatic control has improved. Most importantly, what cannot be improved is customer service at Simpson Farm Enterprises and High Plains Apache. Get details about everything I'm talking about. SimpsonFarm.com. SimpsonFarm.com. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Luce, alongside Hank Vogler, checking in from White Pine County, Nevada. One of your fellow residents just sent me a note, Hank, that is absolutely spot on. And that note said that if we were to post pictures, hunting, butchering, doing things that sustain life, we would be barred and it would be covered up on every social media post. And yet the graphic content from Israel is put in our face. Like, here it is. You have to take it. So why the double standard there? Uh, to rattle your emotions, to you uh, go. get you to, you know, I, I mean, if you, I don't care what religion you have, if you believe in it and you follow it and you do your best as a human being, with all the faults that we have, and nobody's perfect, uh, and you follow it as best you can, uh, you're on, on the right path. But if you use it as a weapon uh, to hurt other people, or, you know, my God's bigger than your God's stuff, I, I just cannot choke that one down. But, Mr. Luce, uh, in the last segment, now that you've informed me that I have one person of the 14,000 that live in White Pine County that actually uh, likes some of the material that, that I pontificate on. Uh, that means I've picked up, I have four fans now, four whole fans. So I want you to take four times zero 
problem and raise is my pay to that level. Okay. Problem is they pretend to be your fans, but you don't know the name of any of Uh-oh. them. Conspiracy guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh All no, right. I'll give you Eddie Levert. Now we know we know Eddie Levert and, and you know him. So you got one Alabama fan. <laughs> and my sister. Don't forget my sister. So. I don't think your sister's right. your fan. She's now, trying to get some on something on you. Anyhow, you were dancing on the edge of the cliff in the last segment, and I just have to not chastise you, but just throw a bone out there and see if you can jump chew over, <laughs> uh, <laughs> jump off the cliff, or, and chase there it. you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hang on to the bone. Uh, there was a cowboy, and I can't remember if it was North Dakota or South Dakota that won one of the lotteries. I don't know how much money he won, but it but he went out and bought a ranch that had forty five thousand acres in. It. Now I don't I don't know maybe he spent all the money he won in the lottery. I have no idea, but he's keeping it in production. He's feeding people with that land. It's his dream. My dream is you know, let me win the lottery and and uh, there'll be a few things I'll, I'll do, but it'll be under food production. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be under uh, making my everything I've got better, uh, run better, operate better, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's just the nature of me. Now, if Bill Gates wants to farm, whether he's driving the tractor or not, may be irrelevant, but if he is producing food, not insects uh and is a good neighbor and all of those things then he ha- he can buy all the land he can afford to buy but if he is giving it to nature's conservancy or some other left-wing radical group or PETA or aspca or any of these groups and they retire it then they should be taxed at true cash value not farm deferral or anything else uh I, I ran into this when I was in Oregon. Uh, the geniuses in Oregon got rid of logging. Well, a lot of that revenue from logging went back to the state, went back to the counties. So all of a sudden, they had huge deficits. Well, I had no idea that some of this scattered parcels that were all through the mountains from the old sheep herder days or whatever were uh taxed at practically zero well the state needed revenue so they said that if you don't produce agricultural production you go to uh true cash value or uh, a recreate they had other uh, a graduated scale of what they charged them i had people from all all the way back into connecticut calling me up some old family heirloom take my sheep up there if i created enough money they gave me my start in life by the fact that they'd hung on to these family heirlooms. But if Bill Gates is taking that land out of production, then he should be charged, and he can afford it, true cash value. And and uh, appraised every year at a higher rate. Uh, destroying people by starving them to death is not my idea of uh, agrarian. And I'm, I don't like it. So it depends on what they're doing with it. And, and when we, you and I went to Australia, there was a guy down there that had 150,000 ewes. And I told uh, 
Tom, I said, Tom, I said, you know, that guy is really probably lucky that I don't live down here because I would be trying to figure out how to get 151,000 used together. So, I mean, it's just, (laughs) I don't know. That's just me. I'm sure I'll never do that, but that's part of the incentive to be out there is to own something and make it productive. That's what agriculture is all about. Uh, You know, Lincoln said, make two blades of grass where one grew before. All these kind of things. That's that's me. So unless it's some nefarious reason or or like the federal government to provide federal jobs to people, uh, that makes no sense. And, and, and allow wild horses to destroy thousands upon thousands of acres just because they're too scared of the advocate groups for them? I mean, come on, is that your job? to hunker down and try and keep from being sued or protect the resource. As you know, uh, I have enough feed not to send my lambs to California this year. I'll probably send them to California because I want my range to recover with, uh, from, from the damage that those horses have done. Things like that. That is not productive. That is not good for the United States of America or the human race. Okay. Chapter Bill 10, Gates can own that land. Chapter 10, Section 6, North Dakota Century Code. Farming or ranching by corporations and limited liability companies is prohibited. All corporations and limited liability companies, except as those otherwise provided in this chapter, are prohibited from owning and leasing farmland or ranch land and from engaging in the business of farming or ranching. A corporation or limited liability company may be a partner in a partnership under Title 45, which owns and leases farmland or ranch land or engages in the business of farming and ranching only if that corporation or limited liability company complies with this chapter. Notwithstanding any other provision of the law, any authorized livestock farm corporation or authorized livestock farm limited liability company may not be a partner, says that it is prohibited to be a corporation or limited liability company in the business of farming or ranching or livestock ownership or even leasing. And my problem is it's there have been many people who have been prohibited from doing what they want to do in agriculture because of this state law. And Bill Gates, who financed the governor Burgum to be the to be the governor, who used to who bought his company, made him a millionaire, quite frankly, finances his presidential bid, continues to get to do whatever he wants to do with Bill. Bill Gates gets to do whatever he wants to do, despite what the Century Code says. And other people are being penalized. The only thing I'm saying, I agree with your sentiment that we use land to produce food. But Bill Gates gets to do it in whatever way he wants to when everybody else has to follow the letter of the law. It's that double standard that I have an issue with. I'm on your side, cowboy. Uh, Aren't there a whole bunch of people that bought up slugs of CRP land back in Washington, D.C., and they get the the premium or whatever it is, the money for retiring and not using that land for anything? I don't know the answer to that. CRP... That was... At least there's a contract and it ends at some point that they can re-up it, obviously. Yeah, but they're not farmers either. They they saw the way. uh, I remember several years ago they had a dairy buyout. And a gentleman that was uh, connected with Idaho politics, if it was a pinto and it went through the sale ring, he bought it. Or his operation bought it. 
uh, under a different name. And I mean, so when the buyout came along, uh, he had a home run. I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. There's always crap like well, that going on. You know, and that's happening with this wind and solar thing. Things. You you got the Nancy Pelosi's of the world whose family's involved, and they they carve out. Look at my Senator Deb Fisher. She's been on the Senate Defense Committee for how long? Chairman leading two contracts for Lockheed Martin. Lo and behold, when her mother dies, oh my goodness, look, she has a whole bunch of Lockheed Martin stock. How'd that happen? It's called divine providence. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh God, I wished I were there. <laughs> yeah. No, I do not wish I were there. I just wish they no, weren't No, but you there. know what I mean. I mean, it's just uh, when they get caught with their panties down around their ankles, they get kind of uh, defensive. But they should have maybe thought about that just before they lined up with Hunter Biden or, or whatever, or whatever scheme there is. You know, I mean, they threw Menendez under the bus because he was low-hanging fruit. If they looked up everybody's address yeah. in Washington, D.C., the place would be empty. Well, it's time that we do that, Hank. It's time we look yes, up everybody's address, and it's time the place goes empty. I hope this government shuts yes. down, and we can just shut it yes. down, period, start over. And it's time to oh, stop talking last, about it and making it happen. The last time they did that, I got so much stuff done, you cannot believe. I mean, the the they take the pole line down, the elves showed up. I mean, the waterhole elves showed up. I mean, there was stuff just smoking here if they just shut down for another month I, my range would look 10 times better <laughs> yeah and and don't forget the military is part of the government shutdown and at a time that they're trying to make us believe tensions in world war three are imminent they're destroying morale for those warriors who have been there from day one for the freedom of the love of this country it's it's a kind of a sad deal. Rich man's war and a poor man's fight. I heard that somewhere yeah. before. But I don't know what Throughout the course of mankind, it's been that way. And yep. here we are silly <clears throat> thinking we're going to change it, Hank Vogler. Well, that's why communism is such a failure, and that's why there's no such thing as communism. It's totalitarianism. Because communism, not everybody wants to live exactly the same. Not everybody wants exactly the same stuff. That's in us. <clears throat> I think it's one of the seven deadly sins. I think it's in the Bible. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife unless she's really cute. Uh, those things are in there. Moses picked those tablets up a long time ago. And nice. I think they left part of that one cute, out. Though. Cute and nice. <laughs> Roll route. Last segment. Right after this, more Bible interpretation 101. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis, into the final segment, just days away from the launch of the Across the Pond Regaining Control for the Farmer Tour. I guilted you into the well, last time we had an I've, event. You showed up, but you only had to drive three hours. This is a bigger drive. I'll bet Way has never <laughs> driven from Salt Lake City to Denver. You know, you're probably right. This is this and is then, an opportunity. Then at Denver, they dump you off out in the middle of the country, uh, and uh, you're probably actually closer to Brush than you are to, to Denver. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You only that, have to go to Denver. That That's the good that news. airports. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's only an hour and 15 minutes I'll from the airport if you want to fly in. Well, that would make more sense than anything. Well, the so, way we wouldn't get to see the country. Anyhow. Uh, she likes TJ Maxx and uh, those kind of <laughs> countries. She does. She's not r- real big on farm ground, really. <laughs> well, that's good because there's yeah. no farm ground between Salt Lake City and Brush, Colorado. It's all just great grazing area. You'll see some sheep camps, though. <laughs> Rock Springs, you'll yeah, see some sheep camps. Yeah, when you take off out of here, you might see some of mine. We're getting everything ready for winter. We've already got one and well, two two winter bands out. We just got to get squared up for the third winter band out, and then we're going to start working on the cows. But, yeah, we had the heaviest lambs we've ever had since I've been here. This is my 39th year here, and the lambs uh, weighed 91 pounds straight through. And, I mean, just dirty, pretty little – I mean – they're just beautiful, not just because they're mine, but they they did uh, the herders everything. The moon and the stars lined up for us. I guarantee you, it's just wonderful. Oh, those pictures make you, you want to do it again. Were intriguing <laughs> to me because you're. Uh, I guess it was the ewes seemed to be laying in some sort of formation. Is that a secret symbol that you're sending to outer space to let them know something? Uh, ooga da booga da booga da. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> they they found out a long time ago that sheep have some characteristics that are somewhat human. The reason sheep flock together, at least the white face, the black face, that they, they run in every direction, they're like magpies coming off of a dead cow. Uh, sheep flock together because if you're the fastest runner and you get on the inside of the flock you have less of a chance of having the predators eat you so when they go to water and it's warm and 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 they they want to shade up they shade up with their head down next to something another sheep and they they stay in a pile now i guess that would mean the smart ones are in the middle uh the semi-smart ones are halfway out and the dummies are on the outside so i i don't uh, you know the the ones on the outside are like me they're claustrophobic they don't want to be trapped in the middle (laughs) well maybe that's true but even with the picture though hank they lay for a comfort reason and they're not just laying in a circle they're laying in some formation that was just i found intriguing well, and it could have had to do with the topography also, you know. Yeah, it probably uh, did have to do with the topography. You know, we were talking earlier about owning land. Well, okay, since I've been here, Nevada Department of Wildlife has gotten a hold of the 3C Ranch, which when I first came here, it was an extremely productive ranch, it looked like to me. I mean, they put up hay. <clears throat> they had alfalfa. They uh, it was an old outfit. It had a lake there, Cummins Lake. They irrigated with it. Endow's got it. I uh, we're over by it now with the band of sheep, and I haven't been by it for years. And and there's nothing there. 
uh, fact, Hank, Hank, hold on. Endow, Nevada Department of Wildlife. Nevada Go Department ahead. of Wildlife. Go ahead. All right. Then uh, during uh, during the private property ownership, uh, there were so many elk that used to come in on their fields that they put up, BLM put up an elk viewing area. Well, I feel sorry for the tourists that stopped there to view the elk. Uh, I've all volunteered buy some plastic elk and put them back on the hillside because once Endow got a hold of it, they're gone. Mm -hmm. uh, the wildlife, we had a terrible winter. There was no fawn recruitment. I've seen one fawn all summer. I've seen one antelope. And I'm sure there are more, but the predators, and we are predators, uh, the other predators, coyotes, lions, whatever, and the bad winter have driven down the numbers of, of uh huntable animals i i don't know if they'll ever recover and and uh, uh there will be no more postings on facebook's of people hunting animals i mean it's just yeah it's just it's to the max everything that is taken over in my eyes for this so-called conservation and oh natural we have forest fires that are huge we have all these things going because we quit logging, we quit grazing, we quit all of these things in the name of the new Lord Jesus, Mother Nature. Well, mm. she's pretty dang cranky. She's meaner than eight or nine of my ex-wives. And and when she says, hold my beard, watch this, you better get out of the way. And we do not learn that lesson. And once you're a bureaucrat, and once you have embedded yourself into the system, you can make up 10,000 excuses of why your job is important and what you're doing is cutting edge. And it's not. You're just protecting your own retirement shot clock. And there's there are good pe people in the government, just like there are good people in religions and there are good people in, in, in political office. There are good people. But they have been so overwhelmed every, every two weeks. We go before the county, and we sit there, and we have people that study grants, study how to get money in for different programs. And when you say, uh, okay, so what does it cost to operate that? You know, rats don't know why the cheese is free till it's late, too late. So how can you tell us that we don't have to put up any money, but we have to operate this program what does it cost to operate this program is it cost effective are we getting anywhere are we doing anything or are we becoming more and more dependent on grants and and, and such as that and you'd think you threw a dead skunk on the table well the answer I mean, is obvious just, the answer is yes we are becoming dependent upon government grants to get done what we want which is our money given back to us and we feel somehow grateful that we got it we gave it to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they took it from us. Oh, and fact, then they, our, they throw, our grandkids are going to give back. it to them. <laughs> yeah, and and it'll cost. Uh, I bet uh, twenty years ago, my friend that owns the Ford store, I said, "I'll bet you one day pickups will sell for over a hundred thousand." He goes, "Oh, that's impossible." I said, "I bet you." He owes me. Hank, you know, my pickup laid down on me with 560,000 miles. I'm not complaining. It was an O2 with that good Ford diesel engine. 
I'm looking at pickups now to replace it. I'm staying with that same engine. And you you find pickups that are 20 years old. They're still wanting $20,000 for them. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's called inflation. And and yeah, uh, when Rhodesia something when when Rhodesia was in charge, uh, not going to go into the white black thing, but whatever their system of government then was oppressive or not, their money was tied to the American dollar one on one. A friend of mine sent me four trillion dollar bills. Four. Didn't so you I give took me one of them to the piece. You gave me one of them, I think. Yep, I think I did. Anyhow, I took one of them in, and and in my all but divine uh, benevolence, gave it to the PCNA and said, "Yeah, I want to pay off all my loans." And of course, <clears throat> Ray come running out of the back room. And he says, "You're lucky to pay the interest rate. Right? Maybe pay your loan off. God's sakes, what are you, what are you smoking sagebrush again?" <laughs> so I I said, "Well." I want to pay it off he said, uh, in cash. <laughs> I threw that out there, and he goes, well, this is no good. I said, well, you can keep the change. What the <laughs> heck? I, I, I don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we looked it up. It was worth 12 cents, 12 cents. So, wow. <laughs> can yeah. Get well, a cup okay. of coffee. That can, happen. that can happen right here. Yeah, it is happening. Hey, one other thing about Colorado that should set you off and make you want to get there. This is the month, October 2023, is the month that they are bringing the Timberwolves back to the Rockies because the people voted for the Predator to be in their back door. Well, hunters are on their on their list of eliminations too. You know, uh, we are the, we are supposedly the Predator with the large brain. And the ability to to uh, be an efficient hunter—that's why we have what we have. We became f- efficient at agriculture. We no longer are hunter gatherers. We have permanent structures. We have the the entire society all over this world is built on agriculture, and silviculture, and natural resource use. So to destroy that or control it. You control the population. You control everybody's mind. So, yeah, welcome to the party. Bring the wolves back. How about that short-nosed bear? They were about, I don't know, 16 foot tall, and I'm sure they reached into a cave once in a while, and and some poor old gal was chewing on a hide and didn't make it. We can call it quits now. We got in a woman chewing on a hide. (laughs) Well, I'm having trouble getting that seminar filled up, too. You know, you've (laughs) got to put the word out. (laughs) <laughs> you put the word out in Brush, Colorado, October 28th. We've successfully journeyed down I ain't the road. Gonna connecting. Do it. I might be dumb, but I ain't stupid. <laughs> connecting food producers to food consumers. For Hank Vogler, I'm Trent Luce. Both of us reminding you, all roads do lead to a roll route. Let's spend a moment talking about healthy living, what I do for healthy living. Part of it, anyway, is take a nitric oxide supplement every single morning. I do that and have done that for 18 years on the guidance of Dr. Nathan Bryan, who's the foremost authority in the world on nitric oxide and the benefit of nitrate. We've allowed the world to demonize nitrate, and nitrate is absolutely essential. God put it in the atmosphere at 78% of the Earth's atmosphere. If it wasn't so important, why would it be so abundant? 
We need to capture this nitrate. We don't sweat like we used to. So take a nitric supplement. That's where you get your true health. No2u.com. No2u.com. Trent, your coupon code.